to the Hormonal Mama podcast. I am your host, Kara Drescher. Today on the show, I am talking with pregnancy to postpartum coach, Victoria O'Hara. Victoria and I are having an awesome conversation about how birth transforms you. It's not just something that happens to you and why it is important to understand that. We are also diving into her secret talent, riding a unicycle. So stay tuned. We've got a really fun episode for you ahead. Hi, Victoria. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. So I really am so excited to hear about the work that you do as a pregnancy to postpartum coach. I would love to talk about this because, you know, there are a lot of people out there who are pregnancy coaches. There are a lot of people who are postpartum coaches. But what <laughs> really drew me to wanting to talk to you is that you work with both pregnancy and the postpartum period. And I'd love to hear more yeah. about what exactly that means. Um, so actually, I love that you brought that up because that is exactly the intention behind um, the title of pregnancy to postpartum coach or um, the job of pregnancy to postpartum coaching. And that comes from my goal is to support birthing people and their families from pregnancy all the way through to their postpartum period. Um, Cause that is the piece that I found missing. Um, there are a lot of great professionals out there who provide a lot of support um, but it's almost like there's a lot of like leapfrogging around to find a good fit for this and a good fit for that. So I like uh, being able to provide that continuity of care for birthing people and their families throughout the whole process. And that way you're not having to explain everything, you know, six months down the line. Like yeah. if we're working from, you know, like early or mid or even the end of your pregnancy through... Uh, like your birth and then into your postpartum, like you don't have to retrace your steps and tell your life story all over again because we know each other. Right. And that way I get a, a better picture of what uh, a family situation looks like and all the pieces that are playing into it because obviously um, like pregnancy, birth, and parenting is so multifaceted mm -hmm. and there's so many pieces that play into um, what you're experiencing in any given moment that the more information I have, the better I can help you. Um, and I find that that's often like a missing piece with other care providers, mm -hmm. um, is that they can't get the full picture because they're only seeing you for half an hour in their office or, you know, an hour call, you know, once every six months or whatever right. it may be. So, um, I love that, by doing the pregnancy to, or perhaps through pregnancy, through to <laughs> postpartum care, is that I'm able to walk with families through the whole journey. Um, I, I love how you worded that. I just have to say that because you, you do. You walk <laughs> with them through it. And that that's mm -hmm. just really a nice imagery that really, Thanks. it feels good. I like that. Yeah. And it, it does, like, honestly, it, it does. It feels really good to be able to walk with families through that whole, um, throughout that whole experience. And then, especially when you, you know, get through that fog of the early postpartum mm -hmm. days and you look back and you say, like, hey, like this, you know, turned out somewhat like what I wanted it to, you know, like, yeah. obviously, we're all human and like, <laughs> life and babies yes. like they yes. have a mind of their own yes, they do. <laughs> it's so but true. to feel like you know I'm able to affect the family's experience in a positive way um, so that they look back on the experience as a whole and see it as a positive one or at the very least a very well supported one mm -hmm. that definitely that's that is the goal so that's what I love. That's really, really cool. And and I think that's really unique, which I really love. And again, that was why I was so drawn 
to speaking with you because that is just not something you see very often. And I, I really, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I think being a coach is such a wonderful thing and specializing Mm -hmm. in pregnancy and specializing in the postpartum period are, I mean, they're areas that I specialize in. I know I've been there. (laughs) I having that support is so essential and being Mm -hmm. able to support through the, you know, I don't know how to word what I'm saying here, but basically they're connected yet they're different and being able Mm -hmm. to be there for a family through that is really Mm -hmm. great. So tell me a little bit more about your work, about what you do with families. And I would really love to know what your favorite part about what you do is. Yeah, for sure. Um, So the work that I do um, in a general sense, I mean, we don't have all day, but if you let me, I could talk about it all day. I'll talk about all the things that I want for all the families I work with. Um, but in a general sense, uh, I aim to work with families to provide them with information, like accurate, evidence-based information, um, to provide them with tools, to provide them with support, to provide them with support with out any judgment um and those are the things that i want to provide to the families throughout their entire experience from pregnancy through birth and through the early postpartum phases mm-hmm. so it for each family it looks different um cuz obviously each pregnancy and birth and postpartum has unique challenges but it's using those key pieces to make the best situation for the families um so things like I often hear uh clients say that they feel like they don't have they didn't have enough information or they don't have enough information to make you know uh, an educated or an informed choice about something that they may be told you know you have to do this or this is your only option right um so that Uh, is uh, a common thread through families I work with is that they just feel like they don't have enough information um, and they don't know how to make a choice. They feel like they don't have a choice. So providing the information, like the evidence-based information, Mm because there is a lot of bad information out there. Oh, there is. Oh, my Um, gosh. As much as, like, there are well-intended and well-meaning community members, family, friends, um, that want to help you through this time in your life. A lot of things have changed since, you know, grandma or Nona <laughs> <laughs> had babies. Right. Um, so constant, things are constantly evolving. And I think the culture surrounding birth and um, what you can expect from that or what you can um, demand of that expectation has changed a lot. Um, so making sure families have the information they have the support, um, when, you know, they disagree with something that somebody is suggesting, whether it be a family member or whether it be their care provider. Um, so helping families to find their voice to advocate for themselves. Um, that's also something that's super, uh, I find super important and is also super rewarding um, in my work is, you know, letting a family know that this is their experience. This is your pregnancy. This is your birth. This is your child. And you get to do what feels right for you and your family. Um, and so important to be reminded yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, it's for some people, it's not even a reminder. It's literally eye opening. Mm-hmm. Like if you grew up in a place, in a culture where the doctor, what the doctor says is gospel mm-hmm. and you don't talk back to a doctor, you don't question a doctor. Then when you come into an experience like giving birth, like it changes everything about you literally literally um yeah and you think that you just have to take what they say at face value and then you come out of it feeling like something I just feel like this could have been different um so being able to help families have that realization that they do have a say in how things go Mm -hmm. um that is super important to me and is also super rewarding because if they feel like they had 
more control and were more empowered through their experience. Like that is, I mean, when my head hits the pillow at the end of the night, like if I've had a client tell me that, like it doesn't really get much better than that, that they feel like they had, you know, the experience they wanted or, you know, they were able to come to, um, to what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, they're able to go through a difficult experience without feeling like they had no say or no control in it. Um, so even if it was, you know, a complicated or difficult birth or pregnancy or postpartum, um, feeling like they had a say in it rather than, um, like a saying I often use is, I want families to feel like they had control over their birth, like that birth wasn't just something that happened to them. Mm. Oh, that's really, that's, I mean, like the look on my face, you can't see me, but the look on my face is like, wow. I mean, because that's, I can't, again, I can't think of a word to say, but that is so important to realize for so many people. It it is like that, just something that happens to them. Mm -hmm. And that's a shame. Yeah. People are raised to believe that birth is something that just happens to you, not something you go through or that you are transformed by. Oh, no, it's just something. Yeah. It's like, they're just taught to believe that, you know, it's something that you do and you have kids and that's your life. And then, you know, you keep moving. So, right. Oh yeah. You are just wording <laughs> things in such a way that's just so powerful. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, well, I, on, it is, it, it just is. Yeah. I mean, it comes, it comes, I mean, I don't want to like toot my own horn or anything, but like it comes naturally because I feel like I spent a lot of time thinking about it because it is such a new concept. Mm-hmm. At least, like, where I'm from, I find, and honestly, the more um, birth workers that I speak to across the globe, the more I hear, like, especially in the Western world, like, mm-hmm. that is just the attitude. That is just something that happens to you. Yeah. Um, and that is, like, in a broader sense, um, my goal for my whole career is to change that narrative about families and people going through this experience. I think that is, I mean, I'm going to use the word powerful again. I love that word. And I think that that word really is meaningful in this conversation because it is powerful because it's true. And it's just Mm -hmm. not something people really think about when I think it's Mm -hmm. something we all need to think about. It is an experience Mm -hmm. and it doesn't just happen to you. And that's the end of it. It I mean, I Mm -hmm. I just, I wrote down what you said because it's that powerful to me. Birth or giving birth transforms you. It does. It just does. Absolutely. And and I think that's amazing that you just worded it that way. That should be a tagline. (laughs) I mean, because it's so very true. Update the website. Thank you. That is what it's going to be. I mean, it's just, it's, it's such a powerful statement to realize that that is exactly what happens. And I Mm -hmm. think a lot of women don't realize it until they're going through it. I know I didn't. I didn't realize what yeah. a transformation it would be for my mm-hmm. entire life. And yeah. It just it just is. So I I think yeah. that's really interesting. Yeah. Uh I think it too often is something that people come to the realization to uh in hindsight or as an afterthought. And that is the part that I want to change is that you don't have to go through it once and then be like, okay, like I want to do it differently the second time. Like I want to work with families so that they can have a good experience the first time. So it's not like, oh, you have to pay your dues or you Mm -hmm. have to, you know, do it the hard way first. Right. Um, And I think that that also is a new idea. Yes. So. I think you're right. Yeah, do what I can to uh, help that idea catch on and pick up steam. Because I think that that's what people deserve, right? Yes. Wow, you are just saying all these amazing (laughs) things. Because people, listen, people deserve it. They do. You know, life is hard. And Mm -hmm. pregnancy and becoming a new parent is hard in a way that people don't always realize. And they don't take the time to give themselves the space to realize, okay, this is different. 
and mm-hmm. there's a lot to it essentially and yeah. and so yeah. I think that's really great I think that's really great and it makes me curious you know in, in talking about this and hearing how you feel about this you string you clearly feel very strongly what <laughs> which is awesome that's exactly how it should be but what what drew you to becoming a pregnancy to postpartum coach what was your motivating force I guess is a good way I would to say it. yeah I would say that it was um partially my own experience in having my children but I think also in a greater sense it's from the stories from the people in you know my circle of friends and in my community that once I had my own kids and then they started having their kids and those conversations um happened where it was just like oh yeah like yeah that happened to me too like or like oh I felt that way too or like oh my gosh I wish I had known that sooner or I wish somebody had told me that um and I just found that it was those conversations kept happening over and over again and I was like there has got to be a way to do this better Mm -hmm. um and yeah, it just goes back to that idea that we're conditioned to think that birth is just something that happens to you. You live through and you move on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just felt like at a very deep level that it's not. It doesn't have to be that way. And it wasn't always that way either. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think definitely it was hearing that other people had struggled in similar ways to myself um, and that for the most part, people felt unsupported. Um, and I just really want to be part of changing that narrative and changing the culture surrounding how people give birth in this day and age. I have such a big smile on my face. Again, you can't see me. <laughs> I have no idea, but I'm sitting here listening and I'm like <laughs> staring off into space, smiling like this is just such a lovely thing to hear because it just it's so true. And I, I love that you give this kind of support. And I think it is really something that I find really, uh, I want to use the word lovely. I don't think that's really the word I want to use, but something <laughs> that I really like is, you know, how your own experience made you sort of feel strongly, more strongly even mm-hmm. about sure. this. And, you know, we need to, to change the way we look at this, the way we deal mm-hmm. with this, because it's bigger than just Okay, this is the end of it. So I, yeah, I think that's sure. really, really cool. Um, did you have another profession before you became a coach? <laughs> well, that's a funny question. Okay. I, when people when people ask me this, I usually say, "Well, which time?" Because <laughs> I I, um, I can relate to that. I uh, consider myself formerly a uh, professional dabbler. Uh-huh. Um, so I did uh, do quite a few different things. I uh, straight out of high school, uh, or actually not even straight out of high school, but the first program that I really uh, did was I actually went to school to be a sign language interpreter. Really? That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I did that first. Um and uh, two and a half years into a three-year program, realized that that wasn't for me. <laughs> of, of course. Yeah. Um, and then uh, after that, I did the Educational Assistant Special Needs Support uh, program at my local college. And so I finished that, and then I started working uh, as an educational assistant in a school uh, for kids who all of whom were, uh, had special needs, Mm -hmm. um, which was a super interesting job. Um, and it was actually that job that I left, um, on my first maternity leave for my oldest son. Um, so yeah, I've, (laughs) I've done a few things. Um, I actually, um, I actually dabbled in aesthetics for a little while. I did, uh, yeah, I did some, natural hair removal Um, I did that for a little bit when I think that was actually before my first was born Mm -hmm. um anyway so yeah I have dabbled in a few things you sound Um, like me I love hearing that (laughs) I love that but I do feel like each of those experiences um did help me find this because in each of those experiences 
um, something wasn't quite, something didn't quite fit. Yeah. Uh, and now that I've landed on this, I feel like it really does fit. Mm-hmm. Like this is something that um, I feel like I can put my whole, you know, my whole self into uh, and is something that I am super passionate about. I think that's so, so awesome. Yeah, it, it took me a while to get here, but now that I'm here, I'm like, okay, let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really cool, though, how, you know, I, I just as a side note, I can relate to that, dabbling in a variety of different things. Gosh, if you, if you ever look at my full resume, <laughs> you'd be like, what is with yeah. <laughs> you? I mean, like, I'm 41, but my resume looks like I'm like 97, and I've lived like seven lives within those 97 yeah. years. So I, but I, but I understand, and I particularly really think it's awesome because I can relate to how the things that you've done prior to this have really mm-hmm. helped shape what you do now. And yeah, I think that's, sure. that's really, really really neat to hear and for me I think that's just really cool anyway but more so because I can totally relate to it and that's that's a good <laughs> yeah. feeling to be able to to say I know what that's like so that's super cool yeah. that's super super cool do you still do any of the the work that you did before becoming a coach or do you focus solely on being a coach um so I left my job as an educational assistant to have my oldest son mm-hmm. and then I didn't plan on returning um so I stayed home and then when I had my second son it was after he was born that I actually learned about sort of the birth world mm-hmm. um and that's where I got started and then I actually I I trained as a postpartum doula first oh cool and then it was through that so yeah oh, add that to the list Victoria I gotta interrupt <laughs> you and tell you when I had my kids, my sister hired a postpartum doula for me. And oh, that's amazing. Even though I have years of experience working in prenatal and postpartum massage and birth massage mm-hmm. and labor massage and all this stuff, I had no idea, believe it or not, that a postpartum <laughs> doula was a thing. And I will tell you, neither did I. That was, neither did I. I mean, yeah. who knew, right? One of yeah. the most amazing gifts I've ever received. I just have yeah, to tell you. Sorry to interrupt. With twins? Oh, yeah. No, no. Oh, she saved my life. Yeah. Every time she was here, yeah. I was like, I love you. I love you so much. Yeah. You're the best <laughs> thing that's ever happened. I mean, I was also crying yeah. every 10 seconds at the time. <laughs> but that is really, really neat. I mean, seriously, I think that is super cool. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. So please continue yeah, what no, you're saying. That's... I just had to say that. Because <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, that's what got me into. Like, I knew that I was interested in the birth world. Like, when starting when I was pregnant with my first because I just like couldn't read enough about it all and then it wasn't actually until I was done having kids that Mm -hmm. I found out about postpartum doulas because I feel like they're this little like diamond buried yes (laughs) it's true so many people don't know about them and what they offer um and yeah, so when I learned about them, I was like, okay, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went and trained and became a postpartum doula. And then I was working with families in home. And then from there, it evolved to realizing that a lot of the issues that the families were experiencing postpartum, I really strongly felt that had they had support sooner, then the struggles they were facing now mm. would be, I think, significantly less negatively impacting their postpartum experience and also they would have access to support sooner Mm -hmm. um for those struggles so that was yeah when I realized that I wanted to be working with families you know sooner so that I can help to prevent some of the struggles that they're going through and should they have those struggles because like obviously you know mental health issues um you know breast or chest feeding issues like those all still happen you know no no matter what right um but I felt like you know if I'm there I can be that piece who like jumps in and says like hey let's get you some support for this Mm -hmm. um instead of you know waiting weeks and you just happen to have a conversation with somebody who's like "Mm, I don't think that that should be like that yes (laughs) um I I mean where were you when I was a new mom goodness I needed you I, <laughs> this is yeah. amazing. honestly I, I 
I hear that all the time and it just fuels the fire. Like, yeah, because if people are feeling that way, I just feel like I need to get that message to the people who are pregnant or trying to get pregnant now Mm -hmm. Um, and be like, so many people say like, in hindsight, I wish I had had more support sooner. Yeah. Um, and like myself included, like I totally wish I would have had more resources sooner. So it's like learn from their experiences and let's, you know, make a plan and get supports in place before shit hits the fan. Right. Well, exactly. I mean, because <laughs> if you don't, you'll end up like me, you know, like I, I use myself as an, as an example of mm-hmm. missing the resources that I needed. You know, I had mm-hmm. twins and my older sister has twins. Her twins are teenagers but yes craziness I know it's it's always so weird to me um and even though I had her to rely on which was tremendously helpful to me Mm -hmm. there were other things I had major issues with breastfeeding I had Mm -hmm. an extremely low milk supply Mm -hmm. and your typical advice didn't work for me and I couldn't find the right resources to get the right Mm -hmm. help until I was so far into my journey Mm -hmm. not sleeping because I was trying to pump every you know Mm -hmm. three hours when that wasn't going to make a difference and I was I was triple feeding I was pumping I was breastfeeding I was um bottle feeding I was formula feeding I was doing it all and I didn't have the right support to really I guess I guess what I'm saying is to help walk me through okay here's what you need and and Mm -hmm. that was something I could have used was someone to say well let's figure out what is going on let's break it down and that's just that's kind of what I'm hearing is you know what I think is really special about what you do is okay everyone's experience is different. Let's figure out what's going on with you and let's figure out what we can do for sure to, to help you. Yeah. That's going to and that's help you in so your important. specific situation. Yes. Yeah. Because let's face it, <laughs> it's different for everybody, yeah, right? It, it just is. Even if your situation is the same as someone else, yeah. it's still different because you're different people. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's just, that's just key. Yeah, that's, I think, that, I think that's a part people forget. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So I don't even know if I answered your Uh, Well, you you, kind of did. I mean, you know, we're we're talking about. um, What was my question? I think I asked you if you still do the work that you did before you became a coach. Yeah. Um, So the the short answer is no. (laughs) (laughs) I am focusing on this. um, As a career, it has my full attention, but I am a mother of two children, so. That is also um, my other full-time job, so. (laughs) Hey, I can relate to that. It's hard, you know. Just as a side note, it is really hard being a working mom. Absolutely. What I can particularly relate to is being a working entrepreneur mom. Mm -hmm. And that is a unique life (laughs) because you're a full-time mom. I mean, all moms are Mm full-time. Let's be honest here. Never stop. But when you're working, right, exactly. And when you're working and then when you're an entrepreneur and you're, you're kind of doing it all yourself, Mm -hmm. which I can totally relate to, (laughs) it is, it's two jobs in one. Mm -hmm. And what's cool, I think, because a lot of what you do is so complimentary to what, what I do, which is so cool. Yeah. It's, like your two full-time jobs that work together yeah. being a mom totally helps you in your work yeah, as a sure. coach and that's that's so so cool yeah. um I was gonna ask you and I think you answered it really well I was <laughs> gonna ask why you're passionate about the work that you do but I think you answered that so well I like I can feel it and I love when I can feel the answer oh, and not God. just hear the answer. But I think a really interesting question. I've been asking everybody that I interview this specific question because I think this is the thing that has affected us all. Mm-hmm. And I'm I would love to know how has the pandemic affected your work? So it, I mean it certainly has. I am lucky that um I provide my services virtually, so over Zoom okay. chats or the phone. So I have been able to continue working through the pandemic, um, but it definitely has almost created an entire new um, facet of the work that I'm doing because for every family, I take a look at how the pandemic is affecting their experience. And you know, I'm hearing all the time that you know, early on, 
like expecting parents are, you know, nervous that they can't bring their partners to ultrasounds. Um, Mm. Their care providers aren't seeing them as regularly. They don't, you know, they're, they're not able to have baby showers the way that they had always dreamed of. Mm -hmm. They certainly, when it comes to delivery, um, if you're in a hospital setting, like, what is that going to look like? Are you going to be able to have your partner? Do you have to wear a mask when you're laboring? Um, and then in postpartum, like your community has just been pulled out from underneath you in, in a lot of senses. Um, so keeping that in mind that I have to work with families to create an extra layer of awareness and for having that support system in place and how they can access that support system, even, you know, in this pandemic era. So making sure that, you know, like you can't go to, you know, play dates, um, you know, well, I mean, you might be able to at the park, depending on where you live, um, but it's not going to look the same as it used to. And, So that definitely has increased the amount of isolation that parents are feeling. And I'm sure you would agree that like being a parent is, can be a very isolating experience, um, especially like in the early days, weeks, months, um, and even years. Mm -hmm. And so just focusing on making sure that families uh, have that network and are still able to connect um, and I do feel like there is a certain sense that it it can be a lot harder to connect with people virtually. Um, so I know like some, some parents, you know, it's awkward for them to get on the phone or on a Zoom chat with, mm-hmm. you know, their family or friends and talk about the hard stuff. And I feel like I've been able to fill that gap a little bit because we didn't have an existing relationship that looked like, you know, backyard barbecues or, um, you know, mommy nights or that sort of thing. So there is no like preconceived notion about what a relationship looks like or sounds like. So for them to like hop on a call and just be like, okay, cool. This is how, you know, things are going to be is that I can just hop on the phone and I can pour my heart out to you. And that's cool. Then I think that that's been helpful to parents because I'm like, yeah, like that's what I'm here for. Like, um, so I feel like I've been able to help bridge that gap a little bit because they don't have to, you know, worry about, um, asking me how my family's doing the, during the pandemic because I'm there to support them. <laughs> right, right. It's yeah. just been so interesting to hear how different people's lives and professions have been affected by this bizarre mm-hmm. collective experience that we've all been stuck in together for the past year plus. Yeah. And so it, it's really something that I'm really finding is um, coaches – and, mm-hmm. you know, coaching is such a broad term because there's so many different types of coaches out there. Yeah. But something that I'm really finding, especially people in like our general niche, you know, with mm-hmm. pregnancy, postpartum, women, you know, mm-hmm. anything like that, I'm finding a lot of people kind of saying similar things where it, it really, there has been an effect. A lot of people have been saying it's actually been helpful for people because they can sort of reach more people. Yeah, yeah, like on a, in a business sense, for sure. Um, like I transitioned from in-person care to the coaching space after the pandemic had started. So it did, it was a natural progression for me, both mm-hmm. like, because it made more sense and was more in line with how I wanted to help people. But it also yeah. worked out for me that I was moving to an online space where yeah. most you know, businesses were having to make that pivot. And for me, it made a lot of sense. And um, yeah, like it brought in my audience because now I'm not just looking to support my local community. I'm looking to support in, you know, a, the global community. So right. it, it has created uh, an, a unique opportunity for me because I think people are more aware of what is available to them in the online space so Mm -hmm. yeah you could say that it has been um 
a blessing that way. <laughs> yeah, in, in like bit of a bit <laughs> of a silver lining. Yeah, there's got to be just as a side note, there's got to be some silver lining in all <laughs> this darkness. That's how I keep looking at For it. Sure. Um, so tell me what advice you would give to any listeners who may be looking for a pregnancy to postpartum coach. Um, I would say that I think it's great that you have decided to invest in this for you and your family. Um, I think that that is a huge step in the right direction. Um, because like we were saying before, so many people don't even know what is available to them. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for one, I'm super excited for you because it's going to make such a difference. Um, as far as finding the right one for you, I would say find somebody that you feel comfortable with. Um, somebody who you feel like you you know, are on the same wavelength. Um, I would definitely say find somebody that yeah, you feel comfortable with and you feel like you can tell them everything. Um, because especially when it comes to some of the more sensitive topics, like whether it be, uh, your mental health throughout the journey, um, or even things like your sex life throughout the journey, you want somebody and like both of those things are obviously super important throughout the journey. You want somebody that you can talk to about those things. Um, like, yeah, helping you, um, you know, choose a birth location or you know or figuring out you know what bassinet to buy or whatever like those things are important but having those conversations that are a bit vulnerable that's going to make a really big difference in your experience so I would say find somebody that you feel like you can talk to about those things um I think that is great advice (laughs) (laughs) it is yeah because if you can't talk about those things that you're you're already aware that you're afraid to talk about them, then that is where it's a slippery slope. So uh, yeah, I would say find somebody that you feel like you can talk to about the things that you feel like you can't talk out loud about. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. That's something that I think people really often forget is you're not going to have your, the client or the coach, you're not going to have a good experience if you, if you're not comfortable. Mm-hmm. It just won't work. So For I sure. think that's really good advice. Um, so I want to ask you some some more fun questions. This is All where right. things kind of hit me. I got I got my little transitional question, and then some <laughs> you know really fun questions. If you weren't this type of coach, or if you weren't, I should say, in this profession, what kind of work would you be doing, or would you still be doing this? Um, I feel like one way or another, I would have found my way here because like I said I've done about a million other things Uh and so I feel like I definitely was meant to do this um if I weren't doing this I mean in a a very like practical sense if I wasn't doing this I probably would be focusing entirely on taking care of my kids Uh um but as far as like I don't know I know it's a tough question and and that's why I say or would you still be doing this I mean yeah I mean I think one way or another I would have found my way here um because I think this is what I'm meant to be doing but I don't know maybe I'd like audition for Cirque du Soleil or something crazy (laughs) I love it I'm I'm not flexible at all I can ride a unicycle though can you really (laughs) now that is an interesting fun fact I look at unicycles and my heart uh, races and I panic every time. Like, oh my goodness, oh, they're going to fall. Oh, they're going to fall. Yeah. Oh no, oh no. That is one really interesting, <laughs> really, really interesting fact. Wow. Yeah. I don't they're even good. know what to say. They're good cardio. you got to spin oh, real fast to get anywhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. I cannot believe that is the most interesting thing I've heard in a really long time. That's a really And I have nice two one. friends who are circus students who are oh, always, like, doing crazy. They're husband and wife, and they're always, like, I don't know what the thing is called, the fabric thing that hangs from the ceiling. Oh, and the silks? That's it. They're oh, always gosh, I would love performing. To do that. It's amazing. And they're 
like two of my best friends and here you are telling yeah. me that you can ride a unicycle and I'm like that's the most amazing thing I've ever heard because it kind of is that is that's so a really cool. nice way of saying it's super random it is but we all have those random things that we're like well that's really random but I'm really good at it that is so cool I'm sorry I'm like so sidetracked by that I feel like I can't focus because that is the coolest thing now I've I'm just heard. gonna be the unicycle lady why not right be known for your ability to ride a unicycle I think that is so yeah. I'm so stuck on that i i can't believe it i'm telling you i i can't even focus i was now. so proud to so show cool. my kids because oh, i, I still have like my my old unicycle out in the shed and i remember when i pulled it out to i think it was a video that i did um when i started working in the birth world it was just kind of one of those like what's your hidden talent video so i busted mm-hmm. out the unicycle and was like riding it down the sidewalk and oh my, my husband is like head in his hands like oh my gosh I hope nobody sees her she's such a weirdo (laughs) and then my oldest was like oh my gosh that's so cool (laughs) that's my mom I'm a my my kid thinks I'm a cool mom and my husband Uh, thinks I'm an embarrassment so of course that's always what happens let's be honest the husbands and the partners are the ones who are like oh no and the kids are like oh my gosh the coolest thing that's ever happened in the whole world Look at me. I'm not one of your kids, and I think that was one of the coolest things. Not embarrassing. I think that was amazing. I'm beside myself. My kids always think I'm that cool. They will. Somehow I think when they're teenagers, (laughs) mom riding a unicycle isn't going to be nearly as. I'll tell you what, though. They're going to think that, and their friends are going to think you're the coolest mom on the block. So. That was, I mean, that's so cool. So a couple more fun questions. Um, These next two, I always say these two are kind of similar, but they're also very different. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let you answer these in whatever order you want. And keep in mind, your answer may end up being the same. Gotcha. And that's okay for these two questions. So the first one is, I'll give you both, and then you decide how you want to answer them. Okay. Who are three people who have had the most influence on you? And then if you could have... Dinner, lunch, snacks, drinks, conversation, any type of gathering that you prefer with three people, dead or alive, related to you, not related to you, fictional, real. They don't have to be human. (laughs) I like to make sure I tell people that. They can be anything you want. Who would they be and why? So the floor is yours. These are really (laughs) weird questions, I know, but they're so much fun. I love these questions. Okay. Um, Three people that have most influence on me. Um, I would certainly have to say my kids, because Mm -hmm. when I think about like who I was as a person before I became their mom and how much, you know, having them and raising them has changed me as a person that definitely, they have been a very big influence there. I mean, I would say they're like half my identity now is, you know, their mom. So they definitely, definitely have played a part in who I am and obviously um, have influenced, you know, how I, what I do for work. Um, So yeah, they've definitely been a big part. Um, I would probably also say, I would probably say there's a woman named January Harshi. I don't know if you've heard of her. She, Uh -uh. uh, she's the author of a book called Birth Without Fear and yeah, it's amazing. Uh, she also has like Instagram and a podcast and like a whole bunch of things. But she was, she ran a workshop um, in a city nearby that I went to before I got into birth work. But the, it was a workshop about this this idea of birthing without fear. And I think I cried through like eighty percent of like the workshop because it was just like so like mind-blowing like everything she said was such a mic drop like Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and I I feel like that was a big part of what um ignited this passion for wanting to empower birthing people um so yeah that's definitely been a big influence um the other person who comes to mind is a birth worker named King King Yacht Um, And they are a queer birth worker who I follow on Instagram and following their content, I have learned so much about the experiences of birthing people who aren't, you know, the the face you see in the textbook. Um, 
and so the king educates about um birthing as a queer person as a person of color Mm -hmm. um and it's just entirely opened my eyes to how different the experiences that those communities go through as birthing people Mm -hmm. um how different it is from my own experience and also they are a big educator as far as what my responsibility as a person holding a place of privilege what my responsibility to the people in those communities is um so that I think has shaped a lot of like my mission as well that it's uh not just people who look like me who deserve the kind of birth that I want for my clients it's all birthing people so I would say that that has definitely also been a huge, uh, a huge influence. Um, people, who would I meet dead or alive? Um, I know. This, it's such a hard one. I love asking it, though. Um, people in the hot seat. Yeah. I feel like the first person who comes to mind is probably my grandfather, my dad's dad. Because um, he passed away when I was three years old. And he, mm-hmm. although... I have very few memories of him. I feel like he has shaped a lot of my life because I've always heard stories about what my grampy was like and how he treated people um, and just the way he moved through the world. Um, And so I would just love to be able as an adult to sit down and have a conversation with him in person because like everything has always been you know secondhand and like memories so I would love to be able to sit down with him and you know thank him for being my guardian angel (laughs) and then you know ask him what life was like you know back when he was around because it was definitely a different a different time then too so yeah I would definitely like to meet him um actually this was one of the questions I was kind of uh stumped on when I thought about and my my mom's suggestion was I think she mispronounced the name but she I think she said Aragorn who is a a character from Lord of the Rings I was gonna say is that from Lord of the Rings (laughs) listen I watched the first Lord of the Rings once when I was 21 and I fell asleep so (laughs) I feel like such it's, a jerk well, saying I, that, I can't, but... I can't blame you. They are some long movies. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, I think that was my mom's way of saying that, yeah, probably somebody from in the nerd sphere. Um, yeah. <laughs> so may, maybe a character from Lord of the Rings. I love um, it. Although, I feel like I would probably want to meet, like, Samwise Gamgee, because I think he was the real hero of the story. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, the third one, I don't know. You don't even have to have three. You can <laughs> yeah. you can have none or you can have fifty. Three is just a number I like. That's why I put it. So if you if those are two that you're comfortable yeah, with, that's those fine. two those two come to mind. I think of that's something perfect. else. So. <laughs> <laughs> You'll let me know. I think I think I think that those are great I mean, I always say I think those are great answers and I do. I mean, it's such a personal question, but it, it's always interesting to hear the explanation behind why Mm. so I don't know I think that that those are cool so I really have just one more fun question for you and this is my favorite question I love I don't know why I love this one so much but do you have a nickname do I have a nickname Mm -hmm. um no I mean growing (laughs) up my close family called me Tori Mm -hmm. um but nobody really calls me that now I would say the closest thing I have to a nickname now is Mummy. Yeah. Mom. Hey, that's mother. a nickname. <laughs> Mummy. Mother. Mother. <laughs> Pay attention to me. <laughs> my I love my it. oldest, he's actually convinced that Victoria is my what is, I think he thinks it's my middle name. <laughs> because like he's like, I don't call you Victoria, so you must be Mummy. <laughs> Duh, your name but is yeah, Mom yeah, Victoria. Yeah. Hello. So that's probably the closest thing I have to a nickname. I like it. 
I like that. I think that's that's really great. Um, so tell me where listeners can connect with you and learn more about you and all that you do. Um, so anybody who wants to follow along with me, uh, they can on Instagram. My handle is pregnancy to postpartum coach. Um, so that's where I am on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook. I have a page, Victoria O'Hara, Pregnancy to Postpartum Coach. Um, also, I do have a website, uh, www.pregnancytopostpartumcoach.ca. Um, it's under construction at the moment, but I'm hoping to have that up and running. Um, yeah, so those were are probably the best ways to reach out to me. Send me a message if you want to chat. I would love to. Obviously, I'm a talker, so <laughs> obviously, and obviously, you love what you do. So yeah, exactly. That is so. that. That's the coolest part to me is just hearing how passionate you are about your work is that's why I'm sitting here smiling during this whole conversation because I'm like you love what you do and you love to talk about it and that's huge absolutely I I'm a talker myself so that's why I have a podcast because I can talk all day (laughs) surprised that people aren't like okay get to the point Kara but that's just me anyway Victoria I just wanted to thank you so much for coming on the show today for being here having this awesome conversation with me I learned so much about you and I'm I'm excited to see, you know, where you go. I really am. I think that you have so much to offer people and I think that's really, really awesome. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I really enjoyed myself. What an awesome conversation with such a talented coach. I loved our whole conversation, but I think my biggest takeaway from the entire conversation is the reminder that giving birth is not just something that happens to you. It is a transformation. It is something beautiful, something amazing, and in many cases, something traumatic. But the most important part to realize is that it's okay to acknowledge that you went through this enormous event in your life. It is not just something that happens to you. I hope that you will reach out to Victoria as you see fit for your needs during pregnancy, during the postpartum period, or both. I have such confidence that she will be able to help you. Tune in to my next episode when I will be interviewing the author of Mom Has to Poop, a mom and children's book. Tune in next time. I'll be talking with Alex Casper. It's an episode you won't want to miss.